This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Hope in Action, God's Breakthrough Plan. Principles you can live out when you feel you're stuck or you're at an impasse, you need a breakthrough, if you're between a rock and a hard place, between the devil and the deep blue sea, if you're in a catch-22 situation, if you're, you've painted yourself in a corner, if you have a sticky wicket or a complex conundrum of some sort, then the Lord wants you to put these biblical principles into action. In His perfect timing, according to His great wisdom and sovereign will, the Lord will work out whatever you're facing, for His glory and for your good. You will move from barrier to breakthrough, from fear to faith, from defeat to victory, from despair to hope. Why? Because we have a great God, and God has given us His many and precious promises in His Word. God is good to His Word. God is the original promise keeper. Now let's review what we covered last Sunday. We looked at Exodus 14, 19 to 20. You remember that pillar of cloud that led the Israelites went from before them to behind them and was between them and the Egyptian army. How many of you, now I'm going to ask you to show your hands in a moment, how many of you personally felt encouraged and helped by the message last week that the Lord is your leader, your protector, your shield, and your light. If so, raise your hand. Look at that. All of you. Thank you. Praise God. Now, last week I gave you a spiritual growth assignment, spiritual homework, and that was to spot God working in your life. And I gave you three ways we could spot God working in our lives. When you see an answer to prayer, when you see a Christ incidence, it's not a coincidence, it's a Christ incidence. And then when you see an intersection of timing that you can't explain it any other way but to say, could it be God? God is showing up in our lives. He is saying that when you pray, God will answer. He's giving us hope that we are to continue to pray for anyone we know who has gone away from the Lord to return to Him because the Lord is at work in their lives to show them His love and care. Isn't that beautiful? Well, now, I'm going to ask you to do something. In a moment, if you can, I'm going to ask you to stand. We need the lights on for a moment. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand where you are in answer to this question. Who this week was utterly amazed by how God showed up in your life this week? If you were doing a God hunt sighting and you saw God show up in a big way this week, would you stand up right now? If you can't stand, just hold up your hand. Pray, stay standing. Please remain standing. First of all, let's give glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Secondly, I'm going to come on down and stay, stay, stay standing. 
and I'm going to ask some of you to share. All right, John, tell us how you saw God show up in your life. Turn around and see everybody. Let, let, look at John. What's your name, John? John McDonald. Okay. Our, our house burned down a year ago, and uh, the one rental we had toward um, retirement burned down, and it came um, to where it wasn't rented anymore, and I had talked to dozens of people and offered the house to them, and nobody needed a house. And as of last Sunday, yes. we still needed a, a, a renter. And I made a call to somebody. They come out, and he and his wife uh, liked it. And uh, she's the uh, daughter of, of some missionaries from years ago. And they're taking the house, and they're taking it for months and months, maybe years. God knows. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right, over here, Marilyn Bauman, you're a miracle. We're so glad you're here. You had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago, and she's here. Let's say thank the Lord for that. Marilyn, share something. Thank you so much for who you are. I'll give glory to God. Let's give glory to God. And you've been in my life the last number of weeks. It's been so precious. And I want to thank my husband, Norman, because he has to take care of me, and that's a real job. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to pray for him, because it's really gotten to be a little old by this time, because it's been, what, four or five weeks ago and stuff. But I'm so thankful for my husband. Oh, it's a lot of love. Norm, what do you have to say about that? Well, I'm thankful for the great improvements in Maryland. And uh, as I witness, she's back out picking up leaves in the yard. <laughs> That's a sign of improvement. All right, Jean, how have you seen God work in your life this week? The Lord is blessing me in a ministry of praying for other people Praise who are God. needing a saving, yep. who are needing uh, health issues. Mm-hmm. And I myself had a heart valve. Uh, nine months ago, and I now uh, am probably going to get a release from my heart cardiologist Praise God. Uh, this week. So thank you. Thank very you. Much. Thank you. All right, Emily, share with us something of what God, you saw God work this week. Emily Robinson, go ahead. My daughter had surgery this week, and now she can really breathe, mm. and her heart is doing better. She came home yesterday from Sutter Hospital. Praise God. Thank you, and Jesus. Thank, and thank you for the prayers from the Conquer Prayer Group. You're welcome, Emily. We were praying much for Joyce. Okay. Say your name and the, the praise you have. I'm Pat, and I had uh, cataract, cataract eye surgery, and a, a, a corneal abrasion happened during surgery. And I couldn't see. I mean, it was all blurry. And you're supposed to see right away, all my friends. And so it was, it's been about two weeks, I guess. And uh, uh, last week, Pastor Lou prayed, and people have been praying, my friends and everything, and me too. And now I could, I, my eye is 25. That's not 20, but it's 25, and that's good. And I, praise, the praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. That's good, Pat. Over here. Uh, Go ahead, Kay. I'm Kay Stewart, and I was kind of dawdling about getting a, an eye appointment for myself. And so I was kind of getting my courage up because they'd mentioned cataracts before. And so before I could call, they called me. And a very chirky, nice lady on the phone and, and uh, invited me to make an appointment. I thought, this is great because God just pushed me over the edge. I was probably going to put it off till the next day or then, farther. Anyway, I just praised him. I thought, well, that's you, Lord. Thank you. And I went and had the appointment already, and it was good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Over here, Britt, Shirley. Yes, I just want to thank everybody uh, for praying for my husband, Tom. 
he is doing better, and he's only got one, five more days, six more days of, of his infusions, and um, he's doing a whole lot better. And we just have prayed that the Lord is going to make this a complete healing, and he will be back here. Praise God. Yes. yes. Give our love to Tom over here. Jenny DeBose. Hi. Thank you. I was privileged to come to uh, Dan and Rosalind McNair's service yesterday. I grew up next door to them. Dan taught me to water ski, and I spent a lot of time with them growing up. And one of my childhood neighbor ladies, well, girls, was here, and I hadn't seen her for probably 40 years. And her mom was very dear to me, and it was, it was so wonderful to see everyone. And I just thought, thank you, God. Praise the Lord. What a reunion. All right. If you sat down, stand back up. Yes. Your name, Brenda Mitchell. My name is Brenda Mitchell, and I don't remember what the Christ incident incident was, but I remember telling the person I was with that this is not a coincidence, it's a Christ incidence. <laughs> and so that made me happy to remember your teaching, Lou. Praise God. Uh, even though I can't remember what it was today. <laughs> Thank you, Brenda. All right, Doug. How did you see God show up in your life well, this week? I'm one of these people that never go to the doctor normally, but I've had diabetes for like 17 years, so I have to go every three months to see the doctor. But for the last several months, maybe a year, I've been having this squat and like, Exert myself, my, I lose my breath, a little shortness of breath, I have to sit down. So I told my daughter Wednesday that I didn't feel real well. She said, okay, Dad, that's it. You got a pushy daughter. We're going to Enloe. So I went to Enloe, and uh, I thought, well, go to emergency, and they'll take my vitals, and then they'll send, give me a pill and send me home. Well, they kept me two days overnight. And I found out that <clears throat> something I wouldn't have done, but because my daughter pushed me, I think this is, my, my daughter's a very faithful Christian, Jody, and so she... Uh, that's been praying for me, and she says, and I wouldn't have done it unless she had pushed me, because I'm, I'm one of those guys that's like men, they don't go to the doctor. And they found out, you know, this one of the part of the heart is not getting enough blood, so it may be a stamp, but right now we're going to treat with medication. I think that's a praise to God, and just, I thank Pastor, he came down twice and mm-hmm. saw me flat on my back in the hospital. I sure appreciate him, but I praise God mainly. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Doug. We're glad you're taking care of yourself. David. David Plant. Okay, well, I... I uh, thank God for me being here and mm-hmm. and witnessing the non-believers mm-hmm. that don't believe, and I try to witness to them right. out of love, and yeah. and I witness to people where I work at Main Cell, yeah. the people that go there, and I go to Main Cell and I try to witness to them Beautiful. about the love of Jesus. Excellent. Thank you, David. All right, who else stood up over here? Anita, Anita Harris. My name's Anita Harris. And um, I have been laboring over a problem for some time. And finally, it just (laughs) let Jesus have it. He'll answer it. He answered it this morning. Perfect. Perfect answer. He knows exactly how to do it, when, where, why. And it's answered. And I just thank Jesus with all my heart for taking that from me. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Go ahead. Carol Williams. And I wasn't here last week because I took a fall, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grunting and groaning. But anyway, I, you probably all know that I've had lung cancer and had surgery a, a year and a half ago. Anyway, recently they told me I was going to have to have another 
surgery, and it was the old kind of surgery, opening up from here to the back. I had almost talked myself out of it. I'd just go on and do what I had to do. Well, they ordered a PET scan, and my son and I are going over this, over this, over this. Got down there, and they said the PET scan, PET scan showed that what they needed to do surgery for was gone. Really? I didn't have to have the surgery. And that's, you know, that's just a miracle. It's yes. just a miracle. <laughs> Thank you, Carol. All right. Bonnie, stand up, Bonnie. I have a real good friend, Evelyn, that has been friends with me since 1992. And a year ago, she caught, got Alzheimer's. Mm. And uh, praise the Lord, she's with Jesus this morning. Yes. Thank you, and Lord. You know, Evelyn. Yep. And God took her home yesterday in her sleep. Mm-hmm. And her granddaughter was taking care of her under hospice. Her and I both did home care together. Mm-hmm. But praise the Lord, Evelyn, you're at home. Yes. Thank the Lord. Praise God. Thank you for that. All right. You're pointing to Bob Grimes. Where, where he is? Bob Grimes. I think everybody knows me. I'm a cut up because I was a barber. <laughs> anyway, uh, I used my eyes so much. I, I cut hair for 60-some years. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had uh, implants put in behind the cornea of each eye. And the first one was my right eye. Mm-hmm. And so then I got one for my left eye, not too far back. And um, so I was feeling kind of bum. And uh, the doctor says, well, we're going to have to look at that right eye again. So Thursday, I went over there, and he gave me a clean bill. Praise God. Praise God. That's wonderful, Bob. All right. My name is Melba Wellsfree, and I've been suffering with great pain in my left wrist, and my doctor I've been dealing with since September got no satisfaction, and I just called the doctor who did carpal tunnel syndrome on my right wrist a few years ago on Thursday and praise the Lord, he had an opening on Friday morning at 9 o'clock, and I said, I will be there. And he gave me a shot, of steroid shot in my wrist, which brought some immediate relief until I can be scheduled for surgery. Praise so I God. am very thankful. Oh, good, Melba. That's wonderful. Thank you. Karen Cresswell. Hi, my name is Karen. Um, I just want to thank God for a friendship of a young woman that's in my life, and she's been struggling with some um, negative aspects in her life, but um, that's been happening for a while, but in our friendship, God's been working, and now she's starting to move and look at life in so much more of a pre- a positive way, and I'm grateful for God for that. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Karen. All right, now this was just a tip of the iceberg of how God's been working in your life, and thank you for giving him the glory. The point of this is that hope spots God. I actively acknowledge how I see you working. You know, the Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. We're to count our blessings, and we're to acknowledge that God is blessing us. And when you do that, Thanksgiving is every day of the year, not just one day of the year. Well, I think we've reviewed that beautifully, and I thank you in the spirit of Thanksgiving that you shared praise for God. Now we're moving on. Hope expects rescue. Last Sunday, Chris asked me the question, 
when are these Israelites going to be rescued? And the answer is today. Hope expects rescue. Exodus 14, verses 21 to 29. Really, it's about a miracle from God. A way was made. Revenge was paid. God's people were saved. I gave a little bit of a rhyme there so we can remember. A way was made. Revenge was paid. God's people were saved. Let's look at that. First of all, a way was made, Exodus 14, 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all that night the Lord drove back the sea with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided. And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. So before God did this miracle, There was no hope of escape. But at the 11th hour of their need, just in the nick of time, God did the miracle of parting the Red Sea. Now, Moses, after comforting the people, had interceded and talked with God himself. And in chapter 14, verses 15 and 16, this is what God said to Moses. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. So God had instructed Moses what to do. Moses knew to stretch his hand out over the sea, and the Lord sent a strong east wind that pushed the sea back into massive walls of water, and that wind was so strong it dried the sea bed like a powerful hand dryer in a public restroom takes even the drops of water off your hands after you have washed them. This strong wind dried up even the seabed so they could walk on dry ground. The praise song by Don Moen that we have sung expresses this truth so well. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way for me. He will be my guide. Hold me closely to his side. With love and strength for each new day, he will make a way. He will make a way. Praise God that no matter what struggle, no matter what challenge, no matter what problem you have, as you trust in the Lord and give it to him, he is working on your behalf and he will bring you through. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. In the toughest of situations, this seems to be God's specialty. And aren't you thankful? God has it all figured out. So we don't have to worry. He's working on our behalf even when we can't see it all. He has a plan and a purpose in whatever we walk through. He can cut a clear pathway through anything. And in seemingly hopeless situations where we can't seem to work it out or figure it out, God's power has an opportunity to shine the greatest. It's in those times when we come to the end of our ropes that we find God. It's when we are down that we finally look up and we're reminded that God is totally and completely in control and we need to be totally surrendered and reliant on Him. He can make a way through the wilderness and cause streams to rise up. He can bring refreshment even in the desert times. He can split the sea. He can move mountains. He can remove any barrier before us. He can allow us to walk through on dry ground. 
If God can conquer any giant bringing victory to his children, will he not do that for you? If God can close the mouths of lions providing safety, will he not do that for you? If God can open prison doors setting us free, will he not do that for you? If he can protect you from flames of adversity, he certainly will do that. He can carry you through any storm. He's the God of miracles. Do you believe that? He never changes, for he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he fights for you. The battle is the Lord's. He wants you to be still, to look at what he's doing, and to not be afraid. Have faith. Be confident in the Lord. Now, the second point is very interesting. I entitled it, Revenge Was Paid. I'm going to read the section, and then I'd like you to weigh in on this in your own mind. Verses 23 to 28. The Egyptians pursued them, and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak, the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the sea swept them. The Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen. The entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea, not one of them survived. Now what do you call that? You call that a miracle because God not only delivered the Israelites, but he also executed judgment on the Egyptians. You may have gone through an unfair situation where you were mistreated. You may have been hurt badly. You may have been stabbed in the back and you wonder, where is justice? Let me tell you something. The judge is on the throne and he's going to trample the grapes because his truth marches on. God is the one who is in charge of revenge. We're not to revenge ourselves when we experience evil, we're to return good for evil, not evil for evil. Remember Romans chapter 12. It says, overcome evil with good. When someone does bad to you, you pray for them, you bless them, and you do good unto them. Why? Because revenge is mine, saith the Lord. These Israelites were tortured, they were beaten, they were oppressed in Egypt, treated, they were slaves, they were under forced labor, And you can imagine the unfairness of it all. And then the Egyptian law was that all their babies had to be drowned. All the male babies had to be drowned. God, who is just, who stands up for truth and justice, He avenged the Israelites. He showed His glory that He alone is Lord God Almighty. You see, they had all sorts of gods. They even thought Pharaoh was a god. And at one point, Pharaoh, hearing Moses say to him, God, Yahweh says, let my people go, Pharaoh said, who is this God that I should listen to him? 
Pharaoh defied the God who is truly God. Pharaoh, in pride, chased after the Israelites as God had told Moses he would do. And God had a plan, not just to save his people, but to carry out justice and to destroy their enemies. My friends, this is not a pleasant topic. This is not a popular topic, but you're hearing it from me. There is a day of accounting coming. There's a day of judgment coming when evil will be condemned and punished, where all the wrongs will be made right, where the crooked will be made straight. There is a day of justice coming. God is faithful. And you can read about that in the book of Revelation. The devil himself will be thrown into the pit of hell. And so we are thankful that we serve a God whom we can entrust our cause to. It says in Psalm 37, commit your cause to the Lord, and in his time he will cause it to shine like the noonday sun. Take people who have hurt you off of your hook of accountability and put them on God's hook of accountability because revenge is mine, saith the Lord. Don't wish ill will on people. Don't take revenge. Don't harbor a bitter spirit. Don't be resentful reliving what happened to you. Let it go. Let it go and let God take care of it. Because in His timing, He will make all things right. Give it to Him. It's not worth your spirit being soured by bitterness and everything in your life being tainted by your misery because you've given power to people who have hurt you. Don't do that. Focus on the Lord and let Him be your joy, your peace, your delight, and your warrior because God is fighting for you. The last point is this. God's people were saved. Now this is very interesting and this is why I came to this conclusion because didn't we already read this? It says in verse 29, but the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right And on their left, wait a second, I thought we had already read that back in uh, chapter 14, verses 21 and 22. Verse 22 says, And the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Why did Moses repeat this? The point is, not only was a way made and revenge paid, But God's people were saved. Listen carefully. In the book of Psalms, Psalm 1, it says the wicked are like chaff. They're blown around and eventually they'll be burned up. But the the righteous are like a tree planted by streams of water that always bear fruit and have lasting joy and reward. That's the contrast being made here in Exodus 14 between the wicked who continually rebel against God and fight after him and try to destroy God's people and the righteous whom God establishes. The meek shall inherit the earth. What does meek mean? It doesn't mean weak. It means power under control. It means you're trusting God. The meek shall inherit the earth. God shall establish you. God is preserving you in your faith and God will save you to the uttermost. This is what uh, Warren Wearsby says. He says, God protected his people by coming between Israel and the Egyptian armies. 
The workings of the Lord are darkness of the world, but light to God's people. God kept the army at distance the whole night. Then God opened the way forward by sending a strong wind. No doubt the Jews were fearful as they heard the wind blow, but the very wind that frightened them was the means of their salvation. The entire nation walked through the Red Sea on dry land. Yet the same sea that was salvation to Israel was condemnation to Egypt. For God used the waters to drown the Egyptians and to separate Israel from Egypt permanently. Pharaoh reaped what he had sown, for he had drowned the Jewish infant boys, and now his own army was drowned. God saved his people, and God saves us. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, Now to him who is able to sanctify us through and through, body, soul, and spirit, he is faithful and he will do it. God is the one who saves his people. So right now I want you to reflect and resolve on the message that you've heard. It's a way was made, revenge was paid, God's people were saved. I want you to pray because one of these two decisions is probably a decision that you need to make this morning. If you've never trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is your time to say, Lord, I want you. I'm not going to rebel against you. I'm not going to fight against you. I'm going to surrender and say, I'm yours. I receive you into my heart as the one way who has paid for my sins in full on the cross with your shed blood and you have risen from the dead to give me eternal life in you. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.